Welcome back to Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists. Today on the podcast, we talk to some of the creators of a very exciting new Disney prequel. Disney's become all about the live action reboot, the spin-off story, and like we'll see today, the prequel. The creators of Pan Dad join us to talk about their new spin-off about Peter Pan's father. Now giddy up, sit down, and get comfortable for an origin story of sorts. Let's dream. Guys, I I don't know about you. I'm really excited. It's it's really nice to be talking about something instead of making something with you guys. For once, we always work so hard. Yeah, yeah. It's this... great to just talk about and and since this was announced and since Pandad was announced, um, you know, a mere 48 hours ago. Yeah, at, uh, at, at D23. Yeah, yeah, huge yeah. for us. Huge for us. Absolutely it's been huge, huge for us. And we have been keeping Absolutely this a secret huge. for a while. We've been keeping yeah. this a secret for uh, seventy-two hours, uh, which is when we found out we were doing this. So, I, literally, you guys would not believe this. Seventy-two hours. They gave us all a Zoom link and said, "Join." And it was Bob Iger and a bunch of the creatives saying, "We've got an idea. We've got an idea." And what was the idea? Pan's dad. And Pan. we said. We love it. We love it. We love it. We're going to sink our teeth right into this right uh, away. Sorry to interrupt. It is called Pan Dad. Pan Dad. I know, yeah. I know we just got the idea, but it is called Pan Dad. Sorry. So that was my mistake. Sure. And there was a, yeah, that, was a, that was a big discussion on the Immedi- Zoom. Yeah. Whether, there Immediately. Should be, whether it should be a possessive. But uh, they eventually landed on, they like the, the rhyme. And since mm-hmm. pan, pan doesn't have an S on the end, they like Pan Dad. They like mm-hmm. a, a clean and they, rhyme. And we, uh, well, that was my big thing because I was trying to say pan and dad don't rhyme. They're, they don't fundamentally, they're a slant rhyme, if, and no, that's a big slant. But, but look, and Mr. Iger, yeah. he had a mouthful of Reuben and he screamed, I, we love how <laughs> pan and dad rhyme. And you kind yeah. of don't, and you don't, you don't argue it. with that. Mm-hmm. Let's and, not... you know, I think I am coming around to uh, Mr. Iger's position that those two things do rhyme. Um, I'm coming around <laughs> to that opinion. I'm certainly coming around. Absolutely, to that. I've given it like the last yeah. 48 hours. I've been definitely thinking about how those things sound together, and it for me, I'm now understanding what he meant by rhyme, and it totally. felt like it rhymes. It I'm coming out. around. I'm coming around to the sounds. Of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. So um, basic, we should introduce ourselves. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, this is just right, so exciting. Right. 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 So yeah, this yeah. has um, just been a whirlwind. So yeah, you guys saw D23. A big pan dad uh, title card came out. Um, so my name is uh, Gordon Bywater, uh, and I have been a writer's room ideation big thinker for Disney movies for a while now. Um, I do a bunch of fun animated shorts with my uh, roommate on the side, um, but mostly I'm in the ideation process at Disney. Awesome. Uh, my name is Zuzzy Monk. I am writing the music and lyrics <laughs> for uh, the <laughs> for the for for Pandad, and I'm really excited. I've been writing a lot of off off Broadway musicals. I was doing a lot of musicals that were, uh, you know, ripped from the headlines kinds of musicals. Um, uh, you know, uh, my big one was uh, uh, Scaramucci uh, off my Bucci. Uh, when Anthony Scaramucci was so uh, funny, I mean, so it was, funny. It, it was a kind of a scathing review. So it, it and I got a little ripeled. I got a little uh, cheeky, and I also I got a little uh, uh, let's just say uh, irreverent. 
And uh, <laughs> so it's going to be hard for them to, 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 to tone me down, but I, but they have and, and they will. And uh, I'm really, really excited because we have a lot of great music in this. Incredible. Hi, I'm Terracotta Strong. I am uh, a Disney illustrator and designer. I've been working there for 25 plus years. Um, I'm so excited to be on this team as the head illustrator and designer. I, uh, my, my big calling card is I drew, uh, I designed Merida from Brave's Hair. That's what I did. Um, I drew all that. I designed that. And that was so funny and so fun that you did that. I thought, you know, you bring this beautiful understanding of how hair works um, to everything that you do. Well, yeah, I I mean, I'm not a hair girl, but that was what I think I'm most known for design wise. Mm -hmm. Um, I did the little boy's shoes and up. Um, so I've only had a little, I, I've never been lead lead woman on a, on a project um, art wise. And I just, I, it's, I usually only have like one part of a body of a character. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really excited that I'm getting this opportunity to just be out here on the front lines with you creators. Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. always meant to ask this. I'm so sorry. We just met kind of recently. Is your name Tara Cotta Strong or is Terracotta your first name? Terracotta is my first name. Strong is my last. Oh, thank you. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Of course. Well, hi, uh, I'm uh, Tracy Coldwater, and I am a, uh, I'm the director of this project, uh, somehow. I, it really, I say somehow because I, you know, I, I haven't worked with Disney before, and it was a, it was a real whirlwind. Um, I'm known for being the director of a lot of dad movies, so they called me in because they wanted to bring a real dad perspective into this. And, um, so I, I did, um, I did Daddy's Home 2. I oh. did, uh, Father of the Bride. So I good. Did, oh, uh, Tracy. Pacifier. You did Tracy. so oh, good pass- in the Pacifier. 17 oh again. Gosh. 17 Cheaper again. by the Dozen. Cheaper the by game the Dozen plan. 2. The Mrs. Game plan. Doubtful. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe other directors have been listed as, uh, credited directors on those projects, <laughs> but I have been ghost directing pretty much mm-hmm. every movie about a dad, uh, made within the last 40 years. So... Um, they brought me in because they really wanted that, uh, uh, thing. And this is my first time that my name is going to be on it. On well IMDb. deserved. Tracy. So well deserved. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm overwhelmed. I'm excited. It's, it's, it's going to be fantastic. Um, is it true? The rumors I heard that you, that you, um, guest directed every scene that Mr. Incredible was in, in the Incredibles, but none of the scenes he wasn't in. Yeah, none of the scenes that he wasn't in, they locked me out of the room for those. They had, <laughs> they would send me scripts with entire pages just blacked out because it was all, you know, they're very protective. And yeah, so they yeah. didn't want me finding out what happened to the other members of the family. They, they said, just focus on Mr. Incredible. Just focus on Mr. Incredible. What's Incredible. he doing? What's his job? What's he up to? Yeah. Um, so this is really exciting to get to delve into, um, you know, not just Dan Pan, well, and I guess this is when we can talk about the plot, right? Of this. Let's uh, get into we, it. I guess we can't give too much, but I, I, I it's going to be really exciting because I don't think viewers have had the opportunity to meet Dan Pan yet. You know, mm-hmm. he's been mm-hmm. sort of a off-screen figure mm-hmm. that is finally getting his moment in the sun. Because I think I don't know about you guys, but every time I've watched Peter Pan, I've thought to myself, "Where is his dad?" What's his daddy doing? What's Mm -hmm. he up to? What's his job? What is he like? Does he have friends? Does he have hobbies? And uh, that's something that um, 
uh, uh, Gordon and I have really gotten into uh, with the script and everything. Um, Gordon, do you want to do you want to tell us where you're at with that? I know it's only been a couple of days. Yeah, and thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Yeah, I will. I think I think we hit it off right away because both of our last names have water in it, and I thought and that was that, like, that made was, me laugh so much. And we were giggling about that so long. We were it's giggling, such a crazy giggling, coincidence. Giggling. Yeah, it's it never happens, and it's never happened to me. And immediately when it happened, I said, "This is it. This is that Disney magic that yeah, we're talking yeah. about." Yeah, this is that this, Disney magic. Yeah. So this is amazing because what what we're doing now with this um, with this script is basically there was a moment in the original Peter Pan where Wendy says, "Where are your parents?" and he says, "I don't have parents," and we are running with that. We yes. are running with that to go. He had to have parents. He's born. He had to have parents who are Because he's they? born. Because he's born, and that's he's how born. babies work. Yeah. He's born. He's born, but he cannot grow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And right. so we wanted to exactly. jump into what would a dad be like in this situation <laughs> where your kid doesn't think you exist, mm-hmm. you know? Kind of a kind of a I would say kind of a, kind of, for me kind of a you know kind of a crazy thing an absolute crazy thing for, kind of for me for me it's been crazy so we've just been spitballing like crazy and it's oh been we've been spitting crazy. we've been we've spitballing got, but the fun thing is we've kind of gotten everybody into this room it's how Disney works we've got this big kind of ideation table mm-hmm. where we all sit down and we're sitting down with the. Uh, designers of the characters we're sitting down you know with everybody and everywhere even the music and we're just trying to hash this puppy out and it's going yes. really well, well disney calls really it well. Dis- disney calls it you know there's use the phrase dream team but they actually call it the dreamer teamsters yeah and that's yes. what we've created a team yeah. a group of dreamer teamsters we're hanging out just like they shot mary poppins yeah. if you've seen uh, saving mr banks it's just like that we're just we're like sitting that. around in one of those old studios on the disney lot and i'm pounding away at the piano coming up with ideas Mm -hmm. and having a lot of fun pitching things we've been sitting in the room and what's crazy is in the past three days we've gotten the entire thing out and it's been greenlit and it's been locked and it actually can't be changed it can't be changed anymore yeah and so it's like this beautiful gun to your head it's beautiful it is a beautiful gun to your head and we haven't slept um, no, we should no. just say that we have not slept. No. Um, There's been some yerba mates passed around. Yeah. The oh, oh, yeah, teamsters. Yeah. And what's I mean, so oh, funny? Yeah. What's so funny is yeah. this team is like a battery drawer in your house, right? Yeah. Where not all of us are kind of coming into our own at the in this role, like mm-hmm. like Tracy. I mean, you've never fully directed a film. I mean, I'm an animation designer on a live action film. Mm-hmm. We're all doing this. Um, and we don't know each other very well. But well, the last... and can I say, Terracotta, I want to I want to bring up why you're why it's so important that you're here. Please because, explain it, please. Because you know, I <laughs> the original Peter Pan is, of course, animated, and we mm-hmm. can't dive into the mind of an animated mm. movie without having an animator here present, supervising, eating popcorn, making sure we're doing it right. That's exactly sure. Yes. Because I, I have to ask you sometimes, you know, would an animated character do this? And if the answer is yes. no, then we have to scrap it. Oh, mm-hmm. and every time Zuzzy writes a song, I'm drawing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're and we seeing use those it while we're doing it. And that's I'm drawing beautiful doodles. Yes, mm-hmm. and I, I do believe, a lot of people don't know this about Disney live action films, but when they're coming from the franchise, especially IP that, that dates back to old Disney, like Peter Pan does, we storyboard everything. Totally. We storyboard well, 
everything. So You've I'm seen drawn- our live actions. You've seen the Disney live actions. You know, I we have the the new Little Mermaid coming out. It. it it's it, there's an artistic feel to it. It feels oh, yes. painted, right? We want yes. it to look. Yes. It says it's live action, but there's a, there's a texture to it. And I just wanted to mention to Terracotta's comment that we're like a battery drawer. If we were batteries, all three of you would be triple A because you're awesome, awesome, awesome. No, no, stop. <laughs> yes, Zuzi, I really feel can't. like that. Zuzi. I really feel like that. Zuzi, Zuzi. Come no, on. guys, I really Zuzi. feel like that. Zuzi. Really, really, well, you'd really, be a, really a like big that. old D battery because you're big old. Del- Delightful. You are big old delight. Can you say that again? Because you cut out. <laughs> you cut oh, out. Sorry. Can you say that again? Yeah, well, what battery is he? Can well, you please be, say it again? Well, yeah. Okay, so kind of... <clears throat> well, you'd be like a big old D battery because you're big old delightful, Zizzy. Oh, Zizzy and you. his D. <laughs> Zizzy's got the big D. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. That's really nice. So we've hashed out this story, and, and, and you guys might just be thinking, like, just a side note, just to, you know, get any worries. You know, uh, the, the Dreamster Teamsters, uh, you guys might be thinking, oh, those aren't union hours. We are actually part of the Teamster union. So we show yeah. up when <laughs> when the big trucks show up, and we yeah. leave when the last big truck leaves. Yeah. So because, you know, you never know when there's going to be a strike, when the DGA, when the W. UGA, when you know everybody they could be out so we thought it was just safer to categorize us all as teamsters yeah and it's funny because i've never gotten a creative job and then been told i need a truck driver's license yeah uh, like but like i have one, one. Which is and good. that's a tough where did yeah. you take your test because i did it at glendale and they failed me three times well azusa. that's a tough place i will yeah. say glendale's a tough a place azusa for trucks specific- <laughs> i didn't mind in azusa and it was mountainous and it was really scary but i got it Mm. I bet they're easier on you there because they're like, we know this is a challenge. They are, and they need truck drivers. So they're just pushing them through. I will say that was the hardest part of this journey so far. I mean, my hands, my hands look like little, little towels rolled up because I, I I work with my hands and I draw so much little wrinkly towels and putting my hands on a big truck driving wheel like that. It's like pencils trying to hold a circle. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so the, that old so adage. So hard. That, I mean, it's, like pencils it's such, trying I, to hold a circle. Yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, that that, and that's what I really love about Terracotta is she's been working in the business so long. The carpal tunnel has ravaged her hands. Oh. Almost well, because like- she's not just storyboarding the movie. She's storyboarding things that are happening to us in the room real time. Yeah. And that's the like process a process that we should tell everybody. Yeah. That's a part of our weird, our, our process. Um, how did, should we tell them how that started, uh, Tracy? Was that on you? Who- well, well, <laughs> I, I, okay. I will fess up because I did ask for this, uh, Terracotta, because I, you know, we don't have the budget for some reason. Disney's very specific about where we spend their money. They've said uh, no interns, no PAs. So yes. mm-hmm. uh, no writer's assistants either. Like, we don't have Which anyone all makes taking sense. notes It makes us. sense. It, would, it, it makes, makes sense. sense. The way Mr. Iger explained it, you know, I'm really coming around to the opinion that it makes sense. And <laughs> so we don't have anyone taking stuff. notes. Yeah, yeah. We don't have anyone taking notes. And so I said, you know what? I, I mean, we have... We have this animator right here. She can use a pencil. And Terracotta, you, I remember you were a little uh, trepidatious at first because you said, I can't write words. I no. don't write words. I can read. No. I have the ability to write them. I refuse to write them. Letter, and le- so, letters don't have faces is what I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. And she can only draw things with faces. I so will we, say- all the inanimate objects have eyes. It's actually pretty scary. <laughs> 
That's that old Disney style. And I will say the first time that you started writing, it was, do you guys remember that chiller font from the early 2000s computers? <laughs> that's what the, that's oh, what yeah. it looked like. It looked terrifying. It looked like a ransom note was being written. Yeah, but, that's why but, early I yeah. said it felt like you brought hair, Barrett's hair, into every bit of your work because your writing feels like a just a big strand of hair. But There's I'll no say, actual words. I'll yeah. say, just, as exhausted and in pain my hands are, I am so happy we made that choice for our artistic vision because remember when we were talking about the beginning of Dan and and yeah. the, and what he looked like i was drawing all your different ideas and we would go fast in one direction and then someone would go wait 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 what about the mustache on james let's go back and then we would pivot yeah. and then we had and the, the mustache records. on james and i know for you guys no context at all of what mustache on james mean but <laughs> it james was a is. 15 oh, we should, hour we'll, debate yeah, we'll explain it we'll mustache explain. on james so yeah let's get into it i know you guys tuned in for one thing and one thing only to learn what you could about dan you pan want the secrets <laughs> and uh, we're gonna give them all to you and we're, we're gonna we're, give them to we you. we don't want to tell you too much but we will tell you the overarching plot and maybe a lot of the themes if you guys are into that so basically, Dan Pan is a guy who is a little lost in life, and maybe he right. grew up too quickly. Right. His life is filled with business work and fatigue. He lives during 1700s England, and right. because, and so we made that choice, yeah, and this 1700s. was a big thing. And this was a big thing we had to talk about because 1700s England is not a thing any of us know about. Um, really well and we really say. have not had time to look it up no it's been 72 no. hours it's been 72 hours but the original peter pan came out and he's supposed to be a kid from 1904 he's been 13 for we don't know how long yet and after watching the animated and some of the remakes i just felt like he was a kid born in the 1700s there was something so yeah. you know regal about him there was something so specific about him you know and he has such he has such a high voice, you know, the kind of high voice that they only had in the 1700s. Mm -hmm, and totally. I know that based on an opinion that I have when I look at those drawings of people. I just imagine them with really high squeaky voices. And this is a, an important thing because I didn't have that opinion, but then <laughs> Tracy said it, and then Terracotta drew it, and then I understood, and I yes, really yes. came around to that. I idea. came around to that opinion as well. <laughs> Exactly. Me too. I really understood it. And, and then I started trying to incorporate what I would imagine 1700s England music into, you know, so I, I got a harpsichord. We had a harpsichord around laying around. We have every there's an instrument room that's really goofy looking. Not the not the guy, not the dog. No, but, not the dog. Um, the room doesn't look like Goofy. That'd the room doesn't look like Goofy, but it's like kind of silly because there's so many instruments and all that. But we got a harp harpsichord. We started working, mm -hmm. and it was really fun. <laughs> you know, from what I know about the 1700s from a quick glance, you know, uh, yeah, of course there was a, uh, some 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 problems going on uh, with uh, America leaving England. So huge, and know, that plays into Dan. That yeah, is a Dan huge is thing. staunchly against the American Revolution. <laughs> That's but kind he's of what we in England, he's so a, it doesn't really affect yeah. him that much. It doesn't, it doesn't affect him. him. He's just he's he annoyed by it. He doesn't want them to go. He doesn't want them to go. There's a big long seat. He's really ticked off by it. Yeah. And this is something that really ticks Dan Pan off. And so we see we have this whole arc where he is walking around a, a 17th century coffee shop, and he yes. is just muttering to himself, "God, this sucks." 
God, I hate this. Yeah. And God, those damn muttering. Yanks. I can't yes. believe that they would try yeah. and separate. That's so going, irritating. They shouldn't leave. They shouldn't mm-hmm. leave. And that's they where the song. That's where the song "God This Sucks" come in. God, this sucks. God, I God, hate this. God, this sucks. Yeah. And I it's think when we go back to the beginnings of who Dan is and what it what it is to never be young and to be born into this world old, right? Um, right. I think that right, means... because that's the curse of the family. Because yes. Peter Pan was uh, cursed with a, a, a curse that made him young forever. Dan Pan was cursed with a curse that made him older, middle-aged forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and exactly. it makes you question if Peter has the curse or is choosing to be different than his father. Exactly. And it also, a- yeah, it's beautiful. It establishes also that Peter is over a thousand years old. Which we, we, we got really excited about. And that about. was well, something that Bob just put put really clearly to Does us. it Does it for a thousand years? Because well, that's, maybe a hundred. And, it's only a hundred. Well, two hundred. Seventeen hundreds to the... But, you know, Bob said if he was born in the seventeen hundreds, he would be a thousand years old. And, and I've been really coming around to that I idea. I came around I to really when he said I've been that. really coming around to that opinion. I Bob thought it was, said it. Bob, Bob that's why, that's why we I, said... Yeah. yeah, I wanted to put the whole thing in the 1950s. I was really interested in more of like doing the mid-century modern type of thing with Dan Pan and kind of going with this whole kind of what a man was at that time, you know? Yeah. And Bob Iger said, absolutely not. That's the wrong movie and I hate it. I want Peter yeah. Pan to be a thousand years old and I want Dan Pan to be born in the 1700s. And yeah. after he and said I, that, yeah, 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 it, yeah. It, it, I, I pushed back by going, okay. And that I've been, was yeah. I've been coming that, around to how the but math it was a terse okay. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a terse okay. It was kind of like okay. It was a but a I didn't. I said okay. that in my head. I said that one in my head. It was felt in the room, and I and I saw Bob Iger get visible chills like a like a gust of wind hit him in, in the head. <laughs> because no one's ever stood up to him like that. Yeah, in not their one head. person in their head. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever stood up to him like it that in their head. And I mm-hmm. really recommend. I recommend. And I think I he could tell. <laughs> Because so, you could tell in everyone's <laughs> head, they're never going against him in their head. Mm-hmm. Well, he's just so exactly. magnanimous and so amazing. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've never once since gone against him in my head and never once before <laughs> had I gone against him in my head. <laughs> so, we- the, so let's keep going through this plot. So we meet Dan. Um, he is working a what they did in the 1700s. They didn't have nine to fives per se. So he was up at uh, the break of dawn and going to work until very late at night. And he was an accountant for one of the regal heirs at the time, a local businessman who controlled a lot of the land. And Dan, even though... A lord, yeah. Even though Dan, we say he's 24, he feels 60. He feels 60 so bad. And Mm. I would... So for me, that was... That was just a crazy thing. And I kind of, that was crazy for me. I thought that was so crazy that we could, you know, we could do, you know, we could have something like that that's kind of crazy and it would be just this crazy thing. And and, and I will for- say reading the script, it does feel crazy as well because mm-hmm. there are lots of numbers scattered throughout the script that if you sort of dig into them, they don't really add up, right? No. right. And no. so right. it's all about masking it with magic. Right, mm-hmm. we, we we have a saying at Disney that they they sent us T-shirts that say this: "Rub a little magic on it." Totally, yeah. and yes. that fixes pretty much any uh, any plot issues that we run into. Exactly, and that's what we're doing. We're taking an old man's wrinkly face and we're rubbing a little magic on it. 
Well, and, yeah. and speaking of magic, right? That's where his wife comes in, Jan Pan. And Jan, it's it's you know we meet her from the beginning, and she's seen as crazy. She's hysterical, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. She's constantly talking about um, a land where boys can be young forever. Hysterical um, she's woman talking it's about pirates so she's talking about um native americans she's talking about um really mermaids. just batshit stuff just batshit <laughs> stuff and i and i, I don't want to spoil it right now but you know for the end that's why we decided you know dan and his wife kind of become at odds with each other and um she's pregnant and she uh, something crazy happens he doesn't believe her and she turns into neverland and the first boy in Neverland is Peter because she's pregnant with Peter, mm-hmm. and so she she becomes she explodes and becomes Neverland. And what and I love crazy. about and when and this to, was yeah. pitched in the room, it <laughs> was such an incredible <laughs> moment because when, uh, it made all of us go, wait, 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 what? I think wait, it was like what? four four thirty a.m. and Gordon said, "What if this woman becomes a land?" And we went. <laughs> I said it. I don't Put like taking credit, but down. I will say that Put I that the was mine. Yeah. down. Yeah. And I that turned sleeping. into yeah. one of the songs uh, that, yeah. that, 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 that Zuzzy wrote because it, it, it sort of had this moment. After she explodes, we go, wait, wait, what? Wait, what? Put the coffee down. Wait, what? what? Wait, what? what? Wait, yeah, what? We, it's... I- we, I accidentally, I did start writing kind of like what was happening in the room. And so we had yes. to tweak it. But the original one was like, wait, what? Put the coffee down, Gordon. Terracotta, did you get this? You know, yeah. there's a lot of that. And we realized I mean, in the morning that we were actually, think, we were too meta. We have to I change that. That's our name. affecting everybody because I'm also taking <laughs> notes and drawing. I think you guys are also now starting to write and take notes. So we're in a yeah. weird way uh, directing the present while mm-hmm. also making a woman become a land as she has mm-hmm. birth. And it's this sort was of f- like a Ouija board situation, or uh, what's that thing where you put a where everyone puts their hands together at a sleepover and it moves around the board. That's a Ouija board. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody, no one can tell if we're making the choices or, or the if magic. Some unseen yeah. force is sort of having us do it for us. And I like to think it's actually Dan <laughs> writing his own story. For me, it's Dan. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that. that. I love that. And that reminds me of that thing that kids do when they're calling to another figure and the figure tells them what to do, basically with letters. A Ouija board, yeah. That's a Ouija board. Yes. So that, that is exact. Dan is our Ouija. Mm-hmm. Yes. So- I do feel like he's talking to us. I do, like, when <laughs> in the brief moments of sleep that I've had um, over the past three days when I doze off, I do see him in my dreams, and I can tell it's him because he says his classic catchphrase, which is, I'm so ticked off. Oh, I'm so ticked off. <laughs> he's, a, he's a grumpy man. He's a grumpy, yes. grumpy man. And we're not trying to ca- copy Carl from Up, so we made him more grumpy. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> worse. And more square. It's Which like you, it's hard for to do to a human being. Yeah, but because because it's live action. I will say Terracotta has run with the animation of his, and it is square. So the things we're lo- going to do to James Marsden's face are crazy. Uh, and so it's, this is t- the big reveal. This is the reveal. We the have asked. He has not answered, but we have asked James Marsden. But we're pretty to sure Dan Pan, and that was the mustache debate. This is it up his was, alley. When in the script should James shave his mustache? Oh. Well, <laughs> which I is mean, more of a production logistical <laughs> question. And it took 
hours to figure out. It took because hours. I can't believe that took up so much of our creative brainstorming time. It it was really surprising to me. It's ultimately problem. not our problem. But, but <laughs> I, right? I will say that's ultimately has yeah. nothing to do with us. That's an entirely different department. This comes in way later, yeah. right? We're not. We haven't even set the no, dates. We haven't no. even. And you would think we would. You we would be worried about how how Jan could become Neverland, but that we're not mm-hmm. getting in the weeds of. No, no because no. that's and magic. That's, but that's and that's what I'll say is the beauty of a creative process, the dreamsters, teamsters working together. Because after five and a half hours of yelling at each other about when James Marsden should shave his mustache, all of a sudden it just hit me like a a bag of bricks over my head. I say, shut the fuck up. What if Jan become, explodes and becomes Neverland? Exactly. And on her dying wish, she says, when my son is 13, he will not age anymore. And after yelling about a mustache for five and a half hours, I'll tell you what, anything sounds like a good idea. Anything. And, and in a weird way, it's like a beautiful gun pointed at your head. It it's was so beautiful. And I don't want to rehash the argument again, but he doesn't currently have a mustache. So no. I don't know. No. I don't know why. And let's not bring it up. And let's not bring it up. But I was pushing for April 18th and just nobody could get behind it. And that's why I was just kind of stuck on April 18th. I just thought it would be a good date. And well, Tracy's I didn't so like right. the way that number sounded. I didn't like the way that number sounded. And I, I, I don't remember how we got to the mustache. I no, think it had I'm something just, to do. I'm just saying April 18th would give him enough time. It would be a full year no, for him to grow a mustache like the no, so then he like could the sha- shave it. I don't like the number eight. Shut See, the fuck up. I don't like the number I'm eight. I'm just saying April 18th, he I'm would s- have time to grow a full mustache <laughs> and then he'd be able to shave it. It makes me so tired when we talk about the timeline of that. Maybe because I haven't slept in four days. Mm-hmm. But when you bring up the timeline of when to do this, and when you say <laughs> April, the date of it, I don't even want to say it. It makes me so sick. It makes vomit come out of my nose. That's how sick it makes me. <laughs> so let's move on to lighter. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do an April again. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to do the month. I, I, think, really... I'm, I think I'm just going to take 30 sleeping pills in a row. Just Guys, again, I, I love all of you. I really don't think this is our problem. And, and <laughs> if, if it is a problem on the day, we can discuss it. I really And don't I think, think we all agree, which is why this argument was so vexing to me, yeah, how we sure. got into it. You sure. guys, it's just like when you guys talk about it, you guys just sound like <laughs> when you scroll down in your home phone on an, on an iPhone and you're just kind of all those things are there. What, what's what do you that mean? Called? Widgets? What are you talking about? A widget about? board. Yeah, I'm trying to say widget board. So when we talk about oh, it, it feels like your widget board? It feels like I'm screaming at my phone to tell now me that's the just fucking silly, time in Gordon. Okay? Gordon, you're being silly. <laughs> okay. I want to talk so, about Jan Pam again. Let's, Jan um, Pam. <laughs> well, that is a twist, right? She gets that married. That was her maiden name. Her maiden yeah. name is Pam. And, and should we say <laughs> that's the huge twist? <laughs> because should we say who we've asked? Let's officially announce we yes. have asked Gloria Estevan to play Jan yes. Pam. She is amazing. Uh, we've tapped her. We have not gotten a uh, response back. She's a little confused, but we are so excited to sit down with Gloria um, and work we out the details. We have tapped her. We it's did crazy. send on someone physically because we meant it. To tap her on the shoulder and say, yeah. Gloria, what, are the dates? what about this? What are your avails? And it's so exciting because she's a woman with such grace and she is so powerful <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and wonderful. And no one's ever seen her play crazy. 
No, and not I'm like, once. No. Glow needs to play crazy. Yeah. Like, so, Susie, are you excited to write songs for a crazy woman? I can't <laughs> wait. And, and writing for Gloria, too. Let's just say there's going to be a little uh, south of the border influence. I'm going to love seeing the south of the border influence combined with 1700s England. Yeah. <laughs> well, combined well, with when, hysteric when, woman. When I found out we were uh, uh, be approaching Gloria, I uh, got my jam box out and I listened to uh, Conga uh, by Gloria Estefan uh, for four hours straight. And it made me crazy. That song mm-hmm. is crazy. And that song is crazy making. And I really feel like I was in the head. I said, no, yeah, I can see where Neverland comes from if this is the vibe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If this is what's going on inside. And that was really tough because for we were all still in the room. We're not allowed necessarily to leave the room because they are very scared about NDAs. So Zussie was sitting in the corner with his headphones just kind of touching yeah. and going there with with Headphones connected was. to my Bluetooth speaker. And I just was <laughs> going at it. And you were sort of mirroring what uh, Jan Pan goes through in the movie, where she drives herself so insane, so, so, so insane. And we watch yeah. her rapid mental decline. Mm-hmm. And she's it's... about to send herself to the asylum yeah. when I, I... she makes that decision to become a land. She chooses. It's of her, it's her own choice, obviously. Yes. And, and it's a and... choice she makes as a pan, not a pan. Exactly. exactly. When she gets married on her wedding night. And... um. Uh, terracotta i also wanted to thank you because i i was in such a fugue state i don't remember that period of time i just remember what came out of it and see what came out of it um all the drawings you made of me as it was going uh i'll cherish those forever hundreds and hundreds of drawings um, because it's the only record we have of it it's the only record we have of the sound and i'm so glad we have the sound of you listening to another song as Mm. a composer i think it's so important that someone is documenting you doing the research and we have drawings and drawings on drawings of a little boy in a corner with his bluetooth speaker and his bluetooth (laughs) headphones and And for me it felt like it was beautiful because in that moment i saw peter for the first time yeah and And i think we should talk about that now yeah, we Peter, talk who's about, not, who's not, who's not in this movie. Not, but the, in the influence movie at all. that Peter has over this movie. Uh huh. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean it would be really hard to oh, make this movie without the original Peter Pan. Totally, yeah. his presence, no, yeah. is, his presence all is all there. over. And we like to do little nods here and there. Uh, guess what color Dan Pan's shoes are? Green, green. Yeah. And guess what color his hat is? Green. And guess what he wears the whole time? He wears a green little le- leotard for the whole well, movie. And one of the first scenes is Dan is working really hard at his desk, and he hears a little boy with a stick kind of knocking things around outside mm-hmm. um, in the alley. And he opens the window and he screams, Are you lost, boy? Which is, of course, a reference to the lost yeah. boys. Yes. Yeah. We wanted to try to combine the impact and the devastation and the heaviness and the craziness of Inception combined with a movie like Muppets um, Treasure Island. Yeah. And we wanted uh, to make sure that we reference every character by name in some way, even uh-huh. if they aren't in the film. There's a point where Dan Pan is walking by uh, the local town uh, uh, mechanic, and he's um, he's fixing... Which is a vital role in 1700s. Yeah. <laughs> the town mechanic, yes. But he's fixing the thing. You're right. Go there, Tracy. Yes. Yes, this is fixing... another Bob Iger request. He yeah, really... This was a Bob Iger request. It really ended up making just... sense when you think about it. Yes. And it really... I'm coming around to it making sense. And he was sort of fixing the church tower. And we have Dan Pan uh, running up to this mechanic going, Why are you tinkering with that bell, you lost yes. boy? Yes. Uh-huh. And that, that scene happens right after Jan is in the bathroom. And she says, I have to take a tinkle. 
Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. And then when she pisses, we see a little bit of fairy dust in the back. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do. Because we, we show learn. the piss. There's something we show special the piss. with this family. There's something special, and it's in the piss, and it's in the blood. And, and it, that's very exciting because I guess, Tracy, you've already you've let us know. Um, you're going to have Darren Aronofsky come in for that <laughs> shot. Yeah. And yes. Just for that yes. specific shot. Because that's, that shot, I'll tell you what, it felt out of my depth. Uh, I <laughs> did not think that I could handle it. There's I, no I dad think, stuff there. No. No, 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 no. I think when Mr. Iger, uh, you know, told us that this is where he wanted us to go with it, I, I, I tried to take it on. And I was mapping it out in my head, and I just got too freaked out. So, you know, I put in a call to uh, the guy who the guy who knows what he's doing with that. Yeah, gritty. It's going to be a gritty, gritty. single mo- moment of the movie, and I'm really excited about it. Zuzzy, yeah. are you allowed to um, talk about some of the collabs you're doing with some of the music? Because I know we have a little bit of a, a Megan Trainer maybe coming into the office. <laughs> okay, yes. Let's talk a little bit about it. There are some people that are coming in. Uh, yes. We're treating this a little bit like the SpongeBob musical in that we're having a bunch of different artists uh, create. And I, you know, I, I referenced SpongeBob musical because I worked on that. I worked on uh, front of house for that musical for about three months. I oh, you just out, worked uh, the box office. You worked the box, box office. office. Yeah, okay. I did. okay. And so I learned a lot from watching it, and it was really great. And, and every in that musical, every uh, song is written by a different artist. So we're having different collabs come in, and uh, Megan Trainer is going to come in. She's writing a song um, about it's it's actually uh, Jan Pam's uh, boss who's telling her uh, uh, to get a little more work done and to be a little less crazy. And the song's called "Be a Little Less Crazy." Who's a red coat? She's a red coat, her boss. She's, she's, so her boss is, and this is progressive, hashtag work, W-E-R-K, a female British soldier, British red coat, who's, who's being forced, the British government is forcing them to house the soldier, and the soldier ends up becoming her boss. And it's. Really and I cool. don't want to say too much, but there may be a spinoff, spinoff movie. <laughs> yeah, it's. And let yeah. me say, she it's so refreshing to have two women in have a scene where they just talk to each other and they don't talk about men once. No, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so it, nice. Yeah, it it patch it, it it passes. They the just HDL talk test. about how crazy. To, uh, she is, which is yes. really fun. And that yes. passes the test, believe Yes, it or that not. technically passes the test. And I checked. <laughs> and the I boss's checked. name? I said, no, oh, it feels kind of weird that the only time they're talking to each other is to call one of them crazy. <laughs> but, but technically, none of them rules that says a dog <laughs> can't play baseball. <laughs> B-Shield didn't say anything about that. No, uh, she didn't. Allison. It- Okay, so listen. I will say I love the idea that you're bringing in so many different artists. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. You've been helping us. You've been helping us so much with the ideation thing, but none of your music will actually be in the movie at all because you've got all these other artists writing. Well, I'm collab. It's it's and you know it's Megan Trainer and it's Omarion Mm. and you know oh we got Omarion. We got, by the way, we got Omarion. I know. I know. We were talking about Omarion. Let's talk. I can actually unveil the list right now. It's really exciting. Megan Trainer, Omarion. Miguel, Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> no. Yeah, Greta Van Fleet. They're writing the big number for us um, uh, for the Dan Pan flashback scene when he was a boy and he had a bunch of brothers and they they got wild in the woods in London. Um, and I heard I heard a rumor, and you can confirm it as us. We got Crazy Town, who's saying "You're My Butterfly" to do yes. the theme song, the ballad. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, the, th- the, the theme song. 
Theme song ballad. The theme song ballad. The theme song ballad. Yeah, we're but, starting oh, with a sad song. Did the national say yes? The or national said yes. No, the national <laughs> no. said yes, which is really exciting. Uh, we got um, uh, who else is involved? Sophie Tucker, the the um, the the house electronica group. Um, <laughs> this is wild. This is gonna <laughs> be so. We got great. guys. I actually just got a text. So we got duck sauce, which no. is really exciting. Yeah. From so. Barbara oh, that's Streisand. Be so good. They've already sent me a little clip of it. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Dan Pan. <laughs> they it's did so it. good. It really cuts to the heart of what this movie's about. Yeah. And I will say it's so great that we've been able to star stud this, uh, the, the music of this film, because I know that Disney originally asked Alan Menken, and he told them, in his words, fuck off. Yeah. So yeah. And, it, and that it's was... great that we were able to rebound like this. Totally. In his words. However he says that. However he says that. <laughs> he might say it a different way. But the essence of it was... Uh, not to be crass, but fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think I I'm not sure if we've uh if we've really painted a picture. I guess the the question that was on our minds throughout the writing process, and the question that I think is on a lot of viewers' minds, is what exactly does Dan Pan do in this? Because right. it kind of seems like, and there's a right. short answer and a long answer. Right. The short answer is not much. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the long answer is he's living an entire life. We see this entire man's life, you know, uh, middle age to, uh, of course, middle age because he's stuck like that. But you see him sort of go through all these stages, walking around, getting ticked off at the coffee shop. And he's getting ticked off about different things as he ages, you know? Because mm-hmm. at first he's getting ticked off about, <clears throat> about um, you know, the 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 American Revolution stuff that, right. that might affect like a young man, a college student, a revolutionary thinker. Then he starts to get ticked off about walkers, canes. Then he starts to get ticked off about regret, ultimately, which is something mm. that happens at the end of their life, which is something he will never be able to have, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's really I I I I'm curious as to um where how. How how do you guys think we should sell this? Well, hmm. I what think... about this to you guys? Because I have an answer. <laughs> what about this to you guys sounds like a movie people want to watch? And I have an answer too, and I would love to hear it um, from yeah. you guys first. I, I have an answer. Um, but taking the temp here, what are you guys thinking? Well, here's so your question gives me a question, right? Which is like, if, if I'm like, oh, so make, what makes people want to watch this? And then I think... Why would I want to watch this? <laughs> mm. And I have and then an do you have that. an answer? Yeah. You guys have an answer for that? Yeah, I've got. Well, an I'm thinking. For that. <laughs> yeah. Well, my answer is uh, sort of a. It's sort of a ponderance of the idea of why would anyone want to watch this? You and that's know? another question on top of their question. And I, I think, think as really a storyteller, you have to always ask yourself why, and you should always. I think even if you don't know the immediate answer, we know why. Because we, because we are interested. We're interested, right? Yeah. Um, I th- yeah, and, and and I think the big question, right, beyond why would I want to watch this? Why would you want to watch this? Why would any of us want to see this? I think the larger question that answers that question is, what else do I have to do? And I think that <laughs> might be. I think that to me might might be and it. I- yeah, that really helps narrow it down because 
And also <laughs> just saying, also just on top of that, that makes me think of the question, what else do I need to do? But also what else do I want to do? What, what other options are there for me in this world in a way, you know, like, like I just feel, I feel like good. I feel good about that. I also think there's a whole part of this that when we're talking about this, it makes me think that what will happen to me if I don't do this? Will That's he a great co- will he come for me? Mm-hmm. And will I come around to his opinion of him wanting me dead if I don't do it? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think and, and I yeah. think to answer all of these, I'm going to say this. It's got a lot of heart. Yeah. It's got a lot of soul. It's got a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of rigmarole and fun. So much and- rigmarole. It's rigmarole every every scene. That's my favorite song in the movie. I'm <laughs> calling rigamarole. it early. It's rigmarole. Yeah, oh, it's, it's really rigmarole. Good. The Brits are coming or whatever. I love that. Yeah, and, yeah and, and it's really good. And and something I grabbed onto. Um, which is a quote from Peter Pan, which I thought was so apt for this movie is dreams do come true. If only we wish hard enough, you can have anything in your life. If you will sacrifice everything else for it. Yeah. Yes. And you You know know what makes me a little bit interested um, in our movie is that is the log line we're toying with, which is um, a coming of age story with no age. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I love that. that coming of middle bit. age. That makes coming me, of middle that, age. Yeah, that makes me yeah, a little interested. Yeah, it inspires, I think, a feeling in viewers of, oh, what is that? Yeah, yeah. and that's and enough that's for me at I this feel. point. Yeah, that yeah. feels good for me. Well, yeah, and, that, and we, that does it. I, that does I also, it. I, and I think one of the other reasons is we forgot to talk about the big, the funny sidekick. Yeah, um, well, this is what I wanted to bring up course. earlier. Every of main course. Disney character needs a funny sidekick. Yeah. So yeah, you take it away, Zuzzy. So, well, and yeah, and this was my idea, and I'm really proud of this. It's, it's um, uh, uh, Dan Pan's sidekick is uh, his employee, uh, Bob Cratchit, uh, played by uh, none other than the uh, magnanimous uh, Eric Stone Street. And he's just the biggest fucking idiot. He's, and he's so, so dumb. And if you're sitting there wondering if it's that Bob Cratchit, uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. And you guys, I can't it stop. The Bob Cratchit from in. A Christmas Carol. I by can't Charles stop. So basically, the, in our stop. world, in our world, Bob Cratchit, before he gets his job with Scrooge, works yeah, for yeah. Dan Pan. <laughs> Well, he had to build his resume before He's working young. for Scrooge. And 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 Bob Iger loves. He said we need a crossover in some yeah. way. There He's, has to be a crossover. He's trying to make a uh, the uh, the the creative universe of all IP that's not already tied together. Exactly. So the idea is to tie in a Christmas story no, and sure. to Peter Pan, and then to tie in all the Disney IP, like um, all the Disney Channel original movies. Uh, the Time Stoppers. Uh, but Disney. I love that he wants to start with the old men first, right? <laughs> well, that's how he's doing it. He's we will it, say yeah, this, right? There, well, I know, Will, he's starting with the old men. He's starting with Dickens, and he's starting with Peter Pan. But then, speaking of the DCOMs, we should mention this. Um, uh, there is a, uh, uh, a friend of Dan's that says, I'm getting on a ship to America, and my dream is to one day uh uh go from um you know uh water to snow and his name is uh uh Jonathan Tsunami um and yes. he's the great 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 grandfather of Johnny Tsunami mhm mhm which is just i when bob iger pitched that 
my first reaction was, I'm going to get on board with this. This, <laughs> this was a long gotta Zoom, be something. by the way. It was a long Zoom with Bob. Yeah, he had long. a lot of ideas. It's a really lot more than I think I was expecting. Really but. funny to see what he focuses on, too, and what he's interested in doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, we didn't talk about budget. We didn't talk about uh, uh, locations or, or deadlines or anything. Uh, we talked a lot about Easter eggs. He doesn't care. He's just about the art. Yeah. He's just, he's just about the art. the art. And the way you should have seen him on this Zoom. He was sat in a big armchair. Uh, smoking a big cigar in front of a fireplace. And his back was sort of turned to us like this. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to us over the shoulder. And sometimes he wouldn't even look at us. He just had someone else holding the camera, shooting him in like a, a, a very dramatic way. And, you know, when someone says someone, something in that opinion, you listen to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and also, you know, we had to take breaks because he'd bring people in to fire him and send him out. Um <laughs> Right. But it was it was really. I, I mean, really it's just wild. like he's just an idea machine, and that's why it's a dreamster teamster dream to be a part of it. I mean, some of the other things he was. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dreamster wish your heart makes. Yeah. you know and, what I mean. I Absolutely. mean, like a crazy pitch that he had, which I loved, was he said, "I want there to be a man who's giving coffee to Dan Pan, who says I'm a vampire, and in a couple hundred years, I'm going to go on a date with a mom." <laughs> and that's, of course, a tie into the Disney Channel original movie. My mom's got a date with a vampire. Um, and I, I, I thought when he said that, this is gold. I'm got, I've got to get on board with this soon. Um, yeah. He also so, really yeah. insisted on this character, Eddie, who makes a cameo. Um, and he is seen cooking a big pig oh, on a spitfire. Yeah. Yes. Which, of course, is the Disney Channel original movie, Eddie's Big Cook-Off. <laughs> and that was a tie-in. That was a tie-in. That was a tie-in. I loved oh, it. It was a nice nod. What Don't we're trying fret. to do yeah. here is content soup. Anyway, uh-huh. Yes, content soup, yes. I love when Dan's down on his luck because he doesn't want America to leave and he's walking down the streets of London and there's a little group singing with the hat for tips. And if you look close enough, you'll see the Cheetah Girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a Cheetah Girls. We got and him back. My I do want to mention, yeah, I, I also just want to really, just some shout outs. Um, uh, for the Eddie's uh, Million Dollar Cook-Off shout out, we did actually end up getting uh, Taylor Ball. The original Eddie <laughs> the is original back. The original Eddie. We found him. back. And, we and found the, him. And for the vampire, we did, did end up getting Charles Shaughnessy, the original vampire from My Date with the beautiful, Vampire. Beautiful, And then we did get Adrian Bailon for Cheetah Girls. <laughs> Just her, and then we have a couple mannequins dressed like Raven. Just her, um, and we're, yeah, it's CGIing her the re- and, as the and, rest. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to spoil much more, but there's this beautiful, powerful scene right after um, uh, Jan Pan explodes into Neverland. Um, uh, Bob Cratchit comes up to... <laughs> Jan, a uh, Dan Pan, and Dan Pan's crying, and he's going, "Where'd she go? Where'd she go?" And Bob Cratchit turns to him and goes, "Sorry, kid, that's Halloween Town too." And <laughs> I thought that was really great because you both tie in a Chinatown reference and a Halloween Town two reference. I thought, you know, this is this is a, a brainiac showing us his muscles. I'm yeah. so glad that I'm finally getting around to understanding the opinion to do all this. Totally, totally. <laughs> it's a real joy once you come around to the opinion that this is a good idea. It's it's exhilarating because, you know, people think that you have your opinions and these are your opinions and they're fixable, but they're not. You can change your opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can change if Just you like 
Don't Dan sleep Pan enough. does about the American Revolution. Yeah. He comes right. around to it. And he, he comes finally to- understands just by seeing his wife explode into a land. <laughs> he finally understands the pursuit of American freedom. And, and I this is that. because I do think we have to wrap up soon. But I want to talk because, Gordon, you wove together such a masterful script. And I would just love Thank to, I, if we could all go around and just say one line that, that was their favorite line for the movie. Oh, because gosh. mine Guys, was. Thank you. Was from that scene in the end when he's coming around to the American Revolution and he looks off into the sunset and he says, those Yanks ain't half bad. And he's Southern. He's Southern. And he's Southern. <laughs> southern. I loved that choice when I came around. To that was, it. I mean, that was oh a huge God. choice for me to put parenthetical Southern accent was a huge choice. And Genius. I didn't know if it would hit. Thank you. Genius. Thanks, guys. I loved that line. Yeah, I, I got to say probably... Probably one of my favorite lines is uh, in the beginning, and uh, uh, he's 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 uh, asking a little boy, "Hey, what time of day is it?" And um, uh, the kid says, he looks at the sun, he goes, "Well, it looks like it to be about three o'clock." And he goes, "Wow, you're a real genius." Of course, a reference to the Disney Channel original movie, "Real Genius," and I'm really oh glad God. I got that in there. <laughs> I just love that line, and I think it's I think it's going to get applause yeah. in the room. It, well, he says I you're a real genius. Yeah. even without the reference. I should I mention, too, I mean, this is the new Disney script. The script is twice as long because we have to add an actual whole parenthetical pa- uh, applause. Applause pause, we call it. Yes. Because it's not a break because we can't assume that, but we have to leave the applause pauses because otherwise or like no we, one's going to We like to call it a pause. A pause. <laughs> yeah. Pause for a pause. Pause, pause for a pause. <laughs> I think my favorite line in, the, in a moment in the whole script that is all you, Gordon. I just absolutely love it. Uh, a a motocross crosses the sc- crosses the street, and um, and <laughs> of seventeen hundreds England. <laughs> yes, and and Dan is so pissed, and he goes, "Hey, grow up!" And the guy on the motocross goes, "I already am." And believe it or not, that's the motocross driver from Disney Channel original movie, Motocross. And um, next to him is all the grown-ups from the grown-ups movie. That's And Wild Hogs. We tied it all in right there. We got it all in the IP. That's 20th IP, so it counts. It counts now. Thank you guys so much. I, I will say one of my favorite moments um, is just right at the beginning. Uh, the first couple of lines of this movie kind of – Get me. Uh, it's 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 Dan Pan sitting um, out on a balcony in his home, and he says, "Just always be waiting for me." A quote from the original Peter Pan. And then he looks wow. right into camera and goes, "You're probably wondering how I got here. Gosh, You've heard gonna... of my kid, but have you heard of me?" It's boom, so boom. Good. Then Omarion comes in with the most silky voice I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And a, a little harpsichord. worse than Mario. Harpsichord. And then he does Omarion it. harpsichord. That quote. Say no more. Out. And then also, you know, I was I, I think we have a lot of taglines that are going to be slapped on the poster. But one of my newest ones that I love is you can't spell Neverland without Dan. And <laughs> yeah, technically. Well, yeah, technically. I love that. Yeah. I think that's, that's so great. True. Technically, either we throw technically or if you rearrange it. I think that's good. <laughs> I also love the I alt version. I love the alt version of it. You can't spell Neverland without Never. That's good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sure. 
That's yes. absolutely. <laughs> also, what could work? You you can't spell Neverland without land. Just saying that too. You can't. It also what I was tossing around in the wee hours was you can't spell Neverland without Eva. Yeah, who is the name of my neighbor? <laughs> that and she good. is so and nice. She's been putting up with, with us. She's so nice, and and she's gonna let us use her pool on. Well, of July. and she gave us those Rice Krispies, but she made them with fruity pebbles. Yeah, it was wild. It was, and, <laughs> and don't that for ask me, me where she gets this stuff. Don't do ask that? me where she gets this stuff because and it's that crazy. for me. And Guys, this, this team, that this me, team yeah. is on fire. I love yeah. this team. I'm looking for roommates, by the way. If you guys are <laughs> no, thank you, no, thank you, awesome. no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. But I do appreciate <laughs> okay. it. Okay, I do okay. appreciate. Well, yeah. just to summarize, go see uh, uh, Dan Pan Dad, Pan Dad, Pan which we never Dad. talked about. That it's called Pan Dad. Yes, we did. Well, we did because we talked about how it rhymes. We explained well, maybe, it. Well, maybe maybe then it's it's you can't spell Neverland without Pan Dad. See, I think you're not Which coming around true, to how good of an idea it is. Well, I'm opinion. coming around to the idea of uh, there being a P in Neverland, like you just said. Never lamped. <laughs> yes. Never, pl- never planned. Never planned. Oh, never you, planned. Never, never planned. planned because never planned. Terracotta, oh draw that. Draw I'm that. Draw, draw that draw right fucking now. Neverland right now. was Neverland was never planned. Is so drawing, legitimately good. I'm drawing um, a huge condom on Dan. Okay. Okay. Because it wasn't planned. However it you wasn't. remember it, however you remember it, whatever your process is, I respect that. That is so funny. I want to change the whole movie. He didn't know he was going to have a kid. Okay. That's it. Okay, we have guys. to get back. We have to get back on with Bob. Um, yeah, if we don't get back in that room, um, our ankle bracelets are going to start going off. This has been Artist on Artist on Artist on Artist answering the question. Now that's why they call it showbiz. We'll see you next time. Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists is an improvised Hollywood roundtable podcast created and performed and produced by Kylie Brakeman, Jeremy Colhane, Angela Giratana, and Patrick McDonald. AOAOAOA is a Sugar 23 podcast. Michael Mayer and Michael Sugar, executive producers, Liam Billingham, producer. Production support by Angelo Ristano and Anthony DeFrancesco. Music is by Gabriel Ponton. The opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the opinions of anyone who works on it, not even the performers, because this is an improvised podcast and we're stupid. Full video versions of AOAOAOA are available on YouTube, so please like and subscribe and leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, Hollywood.